Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back uh, to the last 25 minutes of the show today. You're listening to the radio program, Today's Issues, here on AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano, and uh, now joining us is Steve Jordahl. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. What have you been working on this morning, Steve? I have been uh, putting a sound together for our show today, and I have been looking for stories that would just wow and amaze and uh, alarm and comfort you all today. (laughs) All at the same time? All at the same time. You know what that word word for that right there is? Uh, I can't say it on Christian radio. (laughs) Well, please don't then. (laughs) I'm lost. Well, you shouldn't even be thinking it, quite frankly. (laughs) Uh, I I would. would, Malarkey? No, plethora. Plethora? Plethora. A plethora plethora of. of, Yes. I asked Steve what he was bringing to the show, and he gave us a plethora of. Uh, He did, yep. Well, you gave us. You said what? What did you describe? No, no, before that, you, the things, your laundry list there. Oh, uh, things that will amaze, comfort, and alarm you all at the same time? Right, a plethora. Yeah. Uh, all right, so what are you, what's your well, first? Starting with and, number and, one. And, and the plethora uh, list, number one is what, Steve? I just came across this, and uh, I ran it by, at, I, I, I didn't bring it to our store meeting, and so I. I was I, out looking for the popcorn machine, which is still gone. Yes. yes. And we put a, a Amber Alert out <laughs> on. Uh, on our uh, Facebook page, didn't we, Brent? So if you go to Today's Issues Facebook. Did it start showing up on our, our popcorn machine? You can see the signs that have, have, that were left, I guess for me, primarily. Did we actually, did we actually post that? Yeah, because I sent it to Brent because <laughs> I wanted people who listen to us who, who know about the popcorn machine. Uh, no, we know what happened. The popcorn machine has been borrowed by a church that donated it to us. So we use it 355 days a year, but they take it like back for like seven days or so. And I'm having a problem. Yes, you, yes you are. Uh, self-admittedly, I'm, I'm going to have to. This is affecting your mental hygiene, uh, <laughs> I think. Well, now we do have another popcorn machine, but it's way away from where I am. Uh, that was donated by a family and yes. uh, a couple in uh, Kentucky. They thought, that's upstairs. Yeah, but I hadn't I hadn't popped any this morning there because I came down. You, the point is, you can't go running way upstairs to get popcorn and come back during the break. Um, I, I, yeah, I'd be like panting. In yeah. fact, that that that's why the popcorn machine, when it is here inside the walls right of AFA, there. is just down the hall, twenty feet, twenty feet, because you said. We've got to right. have it where I can get right. it and then come back right. on the show. So anyway, I'm sorry. I'm just a little flustered by this, and I'm hoping that it'll be over in a day or two. But go ahead. Well, Steve. Tim, you only think this is the, the third segment of today's issues. We have a best of running on the air, and we wanted to bring you here to tell you we all love you and we care for you. <laughs> We're very concerned. You're here to, you're here to support Intervention. Me. <laughs> right. It's an intervention. Touche. All right. All right. Um, go ahead with this story. This is now – we haven't had a chance to, I haven't, to analyze this. You brought me this during the break. Yeah. This is alarming. I'm not, 
I haven't been able to think all the way through this, but all right. go ahead with this story. So this is, there is a group out there. It is called, it's a business called PredictWise, and it is a data crunching business that helps Democrat or progressive politicians. And this is what they did. They understood, they said, and this, I'm reading from their own website. Uh, they said it doesn't take a data scientist to know that COVID-19 was going to play a major role in the 2020 elections. PredictWise understood that there were potential pockets of voters to target with COVID-19 messaging. So what they did is they they took the score, they, they looked at billions or millions of cell phone GPS pings. By the way, this is the same technology that, that uh, they used in the 2000 Mules movie and that the Democrats said was useless. They're using it here. So... They went they nearly two billion global positioning system pings to get real time ultra granulated data okay, on just, people. I don't mean to uh, interrupt, but explain what you mean by a ping. Okay, so when you are um, when you are making a phone call, your phone connects with the tower. Right, and when you're moving around, the GPS locator connects with the tower. When it connects, that's a ping. That's what we call right. it in computers. Uh, and so, so that's how even uh, law enforcement can determine yes. if a crime was committed where you were because via your phone right when the crime was committed this so, is, so they this had is, data on millions of people and they granulized it down to the individual and they assigned scores those that um their their real time ultra granular location patterns and those people that were on the go moving in and out of their house during the covid restrictions they assigned higher COVID concern scores. Those that stayed in and obeyed the restrictions, lower COVID uh, concern scores, COVID violation scores. So they were keeping track individually of, individually of where people were. They have the lockdowns yep. in place, but Ed was out and around town. Yeah. Because they used the pings, they found out that I had traveled away from my home, yep. as opposed to my next-door neighbor who stayed in. Yep. So you got a high COVID concern score. Um, and then they targeted the people with ads that were staying home that were more afraid, basically. And they say, according to this website, the result, the Arizona Democrat-coordinated campaign in support of now U.S. Senator Mark Kelly was able to deploy this real-time location model to open up just over 40,000 persuasion targets that normally would have fallen off, allowing them to give the right messaging to the right voter at the right time. They so, gave this to Mark Kelly, the Democrat. These are the people that are more fearful about COVID. If you give them positive or, you're, you know, we're, we're being tough on COVID messages, they're more likely to vote for, for you. Yes. So this this is a company that does this kind of statistical analysis, but it's the technology they're using and the use of it that alarms me. Now, I, I'm not naive. I, I understand that you can't put the genie back in the bottle in terms of technology. Yeah. All right. So it's the same thing when you go on, on Google, uh, whatever it was, five or six years ago, I went on a website to look at Los Angeles Rams gear, okay, uh, sweatshirts or what have you, just looking, and it was too expensive. I said, I'm not going to buy it. But that same day, later on, if I'm on Fox News or I'm on 
American Family. Well, it won't be American Family News, but some other, yeah. you know, advertiser-rich uh, environment. The, uh, ads for Rams equipment and sweatshirts and gear started showing up all over the place. I understand. Yeah. I yeah. understand that that's the world in which we live. Because we're actually going out and we're asking about something, and they're listening. And and they are going to target yeah. us. But doing this, figuring out where people are by via their cell phone, and then using that to target people, making assumptions, giving and you targeting, targeting them with ads. A COVID-19 decree violation score. Right. If a high violation score means... You weren't paying attention. What does this mean to authoritative governments? We've yes. been off of the, you know, China has this new social uh, credit, score, score. credit score, and they they can restrict you from riding the train or doing whatever if you're not a good uh, Chinese communist person. See this this uh, uh, these assumptions. How does this company know? Okay, why was Ed not at home during the lockdowns? Well, how do they know that I wasn't checking on elderly people from our church? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're allowed to. They assign a score, and then giving giving some of these results to a politician so they can target people for voting purposes is a a, a level of creepiness that does alarm me. Yeah, it's scary stuff. Scary, scary stuff. All right, you guys um, had the. I know you had Brandon uh, uh, Brandon Showalter on. Yeah. Talking about great job. the Vanderbilt thing. Well, this is out of Britain. The National Health Services out of Britain has considered the risk of these transgender youth, and they have said, now they are saying children who believe they are trans probably are just going through a short-lived phase, and by the time they hit the end of their teens, they will have gotten over it. And so they are saying, dial back. Who said this? National Health Service in Britain. This is the Britain's big, huge uh, medical... You know, social this is going to happen medicine. more and more because it's not happening here yet. Though no, I'm just saying what's going to happen. When we were talking to Brandon about Vanderbilt University Medical Center's decision to uh, pause, mm -hmm. quote unquote, gender affirming procedures. You like to call it so-called gender affirming procedures, but I think more and more the gender science is going to surgery. catch up with the ideology, and you are going to have lawsuits because. Instead of letting these kids work their way, encourage instead of encouraging them to work through their confusion and get to the end of this where they come to accept their physical body and, and work through all that, they're going to be putting them, giving them these, uh, you know, the puberty blockers and so on, hormone treat, treatments, even the surgeries, and they're going to come through this and they're going to have irreversible damage done to their bodies. They really, I mean, yeah, it's it's undeniable. We're going to look back on this time. There are going to be a generation of kids who are so messed up and irretrievably. Yes. It's sad. It's so sad. And, I, and I, let me just toss this in, too. This is sort of a prediction, but you never know how these things play out. I think we're going to look back at this time and see this, the transgender ideology, uh, the science falling through. I think we're going to find out that this COVID, the COVID pandemic had a lot of mistakes made, okay? Obviously, COVID was a real thing and a lot of people died. We know people here, okay? we All of us here, let me put it that way, know people who passed away from it. But we're going to find out that what many scientists, not all, were saying about the lockdowns, so on and so forth, that they were wrong. And I think we will also find out that the climate scare, climate change scare, 
was overblown as well. That's going to be three blows to the credibility of the medical and scientific community. It may take a generation for them to correct. I, I hope you're right. So uh, MSNBC, you know, they expect, uh, they want to lo- know what voters are thinking about as they go into the uh, into the polls here in a couple of weeks. And MSNBC uh, was kind of under the impression that the January 6th committee was going to be a big push toward the Democrats. We, you know, all these Republicans that wanted to, you know, take over the government, right? Insurrection and yes, and and everything, and and so they put a panel together. They just got uh, a reporter, and they were asking these this panel about the J- January sixth committee. And these are people from different political just a, persuasions. Yeah, just a random Republican, panel, Democrat, public, independent, independent, everybody uh, together. And um, so the reporter uh, starts asking about um, the January sixth thing. I just want you to hear this exchange. I think it's remarkable. Cut thirteen. Doug Mastriano was at the insurrection and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas. Is that okay? Which area? Because I saw a video where Capitol officers yes. were taking away barriers and unlocking Opening doors. doors. So, yeah. I mean, I... They opened the gates So it shouldn't be disqualifying for an elected official no, no, no. if they no, participated in January 6th? He didn't, he didn't strike anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, and the only one that died was a protester there, not a Capitol police An unarmed officer. female veteran. Which That's the only one that died. That's well, the only one who died. A police officer did die. No. It was a stroke. Attack. That's not. That's, that's not, not on site. Caused by that, that's because right. he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman. So, what do you him. make though overall of January sixth? I mean, it was watching that footage. It was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the walls, and it was our, you know, it's the Capitol. That it looked a lot true. like Antifa's actions. Yeah, it looked a lot, of, except on a much smaller scale. It looked the same as the Black Lives Matter riots. That's it's what I saw. The similarities to me. I don't think they were expecting to get that answer. <laughs> yeah, MSNBC. MSNBC, yeah. They're they're the furthest left of any of the major news networks. Yeah. So Well, and and this is not the first time this has happened. This has happened over the last couple of weeks where this NBC uh, MSNBC is they have these panels and they're trying to get feedback to kind of get a glimpse into what the electorate is feeling and they're they're always assuming that these panels that are supposedly representative a cross-section of the electorate, so all the different political uh, viewpoints, they always are seem to be expecting that they're going to agree with MSNBC, and it's just the opposite. I was actually very surprised at this reaction. We have Republican, Democrat, and Independent. They all seem to view this January 6th commission and what happened on January 6th as not a very big deal compared especially compared to what msnbc believes yeah and in most of the, the mainstream media yeah <clears throat> I, was I think the you know we talked about this yesterday <laughs> continuing on with the january 6 stuff it's just a it's just there, whatever energy there was for the democrats is fizzled completely out yeah everybody's made up their mind about that most people a long time ago whether they you know, whatever your viewpoint of what happened on January 6th and the ramifications and and so forth, you know, we, people have moved on. Yeah. And and uh, so if the Democrats, I guess they want to continue to try to uh, milk that, but uh, the udder's dry, okay? <laughs> okay? Yep. sound like a farm boy, <laughs> but I'm not. Actually, I think you sound like a city boy 
pretending to be a farm boy. <laughs> I'm kind of. A I'm hi- not even sure an udder can run dry, I'm, but I, that comes. I'm a little bit of sure a hybrid, enough, I guess. <laughs> I'm a sure enough city boy. Yeah. So I don't even know if that's possible, but well, I'm I'm just trying to practice good mental hygiene. <laughs> you are it. I told you I'd You're say right. it. I'd use it all all pre- show. Appreciate you being an example for us all. <laughs> <laughs> One person who's not getting gotten over the January sixth thing is Liz Cheney. Uh, she was on Meet the Press uh, with Chuck Todd over the weekend, and he she's, asked her. She's still talking about she. Oh, she's still showing up for the. She's still on the committee. Yeah, right? she's yeah. a co-chair of this. Going committee. to work this, every day, every day of this bipartisan committee. This bipartisan committee. Her and Adam <laughs> All right, So, so who interviewed her now? This is Chuck Todd from Meet the Press, and they're talking about uh, the state of the Republican Party and President Trump. Listen to Cut Eleven. I think that the. Um, party has either got to come back from where we are right now, which is a very dangerous and toxic place, or the party will splinter and there will be a new conservative party that rises. And if Donald Trump is the nominee of the Republican Party, the party will shatter uh, and there will be a conservative party that rises in his place. There's some people suggest if you were a third party candidate, it would be enough to stop Trump. Well, we will do whatever it takes, as I said. He will not be the president of the United States again. Before I let you go. she's. Uh, let me tell you, she's delusional, all right? And, and, and listen, for in most what, of her career. In what way? Well, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. So for most of her career, Liz Cheney has been a, a, a uh, conservative that you could count on, all right, for good conservative votes. Beginning, I think, with Donald Trump's you know, various disputes with Dick Cheney, her father. Yeah. All right. She has come. Well, listen, people can disagree. Obviously, she's disagreed with Trump in some major ways. But she is delusional if she thinks, first of all, that she can stop. That's the impression I got from her comment, that she could stop and the other conservatives that are out there could stop Donald Trump from becoming president. I'm not saying he is going to become president. I'm not even saying he could get the Republican nomination. I think he probably could, but she doesn't know that she certainly does not represent a large enough constituency within the Republican party to guarantee that Donald Trump, if he got the nomination could not become president. She couldn't even win her own congressional seat back in a very conservative state. So she does not represent a groundswell of conservatives within the GOP who are in opposition to Donald Trump. And um, I do not think the Republican Party would splinter if Donald Trump gets the nomination. I think she's delusional because she, like leftists, we all can get into a, um, a, a uh, echo chamber and you think the whole world thinks like you do or views the world like you do, that is a real danger if you're around people who kind of believe the same way as you do. But she really is way out there almost by herself and a handful of others. The Republican Party is not going to splinter. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's, that right. is just my view of Liz Cheney. And I, I, feel, I, I feel bad for her because she is bitter towards Donald Trump and she can't see past her own bitterness. Yeah. Uh, she obviously, yeah. And I think it was her dad and also, um, Arizona Senator that passed away. 
Oh, John McCain. John McCain. Yes. Uh, they were friends. Yeah. John so. McCain also, you know, listen, Donald Trump, because of his boisterous ways, can anger people, you know, with the nicknames, you know, uh, low energy Jeb and all that kind of stuff. He, I'm sure he could infuriate people, but you got to move past that. Yep. All right. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about election deniers, how Republicans just are, you know, the, the elections were fair and square. Don't right. argue that or else you're, you're a danger to democracy. Guess who's a danger to democracy? Miss Hillary Clinton. She was doing a advocacy video for a group called Indivisible, and this is what she said. Cut 10. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote, or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican controlled. That's but she's a conspiracy theory uh, advocate, right there. Well, she also also doesn't understand the way the Constitution has laid out our government. The the the, the, the most revealing thing about what she said was calling the electoral college anachronistic. All right. She wants a pure democracy right. to be the way our government, right. our, our right. elections are run. Right. That's why she mentioned the popular vote and then the anachronistic electoral college. She does not. That's want, a pejorative. That's a pejorative. So right. she's, uh, in other words, she's saying it's obsolete. Right. All right. Well, um, no, you're misunderstanding the vision of the founders, or maybe you do understand the vision of the founders. You just don't like it. All right. She wants the popular vote. So big cities like Los Angeles, New York City. Uh, Chicago, yeah, they that, they just elect a president for for people in Wyoming and Mississippi yes, and New Mexico. And that's right. So what she's arguing about is that the states do under the Constitution have the constitutional right to determine that how the slate of electors is picked in their state, and she doesn't like that. What does she mean? Right wing extremists are controlling. Who is, who is that? Maga. Well, and she, also she believes, I, I think if you were to ask her, she would say the current su Supreme Court's illegitimate. It's a, she called it a right-wing Supreme Court, didn't she? Yeah. Right-wing Supreme Court. Well, that was Court. the same Supreme Court that uh, didn't hear any of President Trump's challenges. It to is. the 2020 election results. Yes. I don't know where she's getting this, what she's talking about. That was kind of wacky stuff for her, to me. She's been more of a conventional type of... Uh, well, she, she didn't think that President Trump was a legitimate president. She, she did for a while. I mean, she turned about J6. Did she, did she, uh, but, but didn't she say it was a, that the, the uh, I don't that think the she 2020, the, the 2020. Well, she said, elected. no, Russia, Russia, yeah. Russia, Russian Russia, he was a Russian asset, basically. President I don't think Trump. she voted for the first impeachment. Who? Who? Hillary Clinton? Oh, oh, we were back to, we were back to. We're, yes. we're confusing. I am. I was just two different yes. people right here. We're, we're confusing whack jobs. <laughs> true. All right. We got yeah. two different. Yeah. Way too many of them in Washington. Yes. <laughs> All right. We are out of time. Thank you for yours.
Appreciate you listening to today's issue. Steve, thanks. My pleasure. Ed? You're, uh, my pleasure as well. And Brent Creeley, our producer. Fred Jackson was on earlier. And uh, we thank you folks for uh, uh, folks, in. I just encourage you today, practice good mental hygiene. That's 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 the two words for today. Yes. Take with you, dwell. Do I use mental floss for that? We'll <laughs> see you back here tomorrow.